We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. All right. Mike Brown is just taking the stand. Uh, hold on. Let me mute you, Les, and see if we can play some audio from Mike Brown, if you guys can hear. Let me know. That right there, I don't know if you guys can hear all of it, but that was Mike Brown talking about his impact as a coach, all the guys he's put in the NFL from Cincinnati and to the guys that will be going into the draft at – uh. The draft of Wisconsin, and he talked about how uh, the first thing that he taught them is to not make excuses and to put in the requisite work to be able to produce, become a better player on a daily basis. Uh, it's not so much about him, but instilling in his guys' work ethic and getting them to push themselves to be better than they ever thought they could do. So, um, that's an initial comment from wide receiver coach Mike Brown, who's talking to the media right now. Yo. That's noble. I think, yeah. you know, we got NFL receivers now. Yeah. So I don't think that's the issue. We're going to recruit NFL talent at the receiver position. I would have loved, you know, I love what he said, but it will be nice to hear him be like, I'm looking to come and make this offense go. So whatever fit that needs, I'm, I'm, I'm here to do that. Because my individual talents, as I've studied Notre Dame, mm -hmm. are almost null and void. Because whatever I had at the last school, it's just not transferable here. So whatever I got to do here to be my best self is what I'm committed to. Because, yeah, we believe that Mike Brown is going to be in the room with NFL talent, guys. It's Notre Dame. Cam Williams is an NFL talent right now. So... What you preaching to Cam? Cam, I already know I can go to the league. Mm -hmm. So I need something, you know. At Wisconsin, that sounds good because they don't print out receivers like we have been able to. But we put three receivers in the league under Dell Alexander. The guy that said the room had no talent. We put out three NFL guys in his room. Mm. That's crazy to think about, Sean. Three NFL talent guys. We talking about four, three, four, four speed. Mm -hmm. Got the measurables. 
high picks and you know high consideration for the draft. And in that same room, Dale Alexander said it wasn't enough talent. So <laughs> I don't know, Sean. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know. So I do think that Mike Brown and his experience... And the fact that it was a Marcus Freeman hire, I believe is going to be pushed in a better direction for those receivers because of the key, a Marcus Freeman hire. I haven't seen a Marcus Freeman go negative just yet. He brought in Al Golden, made us a top 10 defense in the country. Brings in Mike Mickens. Mike Mickens is a top uh, DB developer who has got two potential draft picks, a bona fide draft pick, and, and Ben Morrison. He's developed that. He brings in Al Washington. Al Washington, at the end of the day, is credited with having Notre Dame's all-time sack leader in Isaiah Fowski. Well, maybe Elson can take some of that, but you know, he was there. So, the Marcus Freeman hires Dita McCullough. We produced the Dave, the best running back in the country. Maybe not on awards level, but people know. Audrey Gessman was one of the best in the country. So Dina McCullough proved to be a really good hire. So everything Marcus Freeman has brought in, he's been able to show that if you just let me do this thing the way I want to do it, we'll have success and it'll start making sense. The only thing Marcus Freeman can't answer to is things that he wasn't directly responsible for. Yeah, he was indirectly there. He he knew what was going on. He probably accepted more than what I would have suggested he accept. But look at the, the 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 frivolousness of how things that Marcus Freeman couldn't have an impact on affected the team. 
he didn't necessarily have the strongest recruiting connection to seal a Dante Moore because Tommy Reese was doing some dirty macking. He didn't necessarily bring in Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese come and go as he please, taking trips when he wants to, you know, literally doing all the things that I'm sure Marcus Freeman had other suggestions for, but that's something that Marcus Freeman didn't have his hand in necessarily. Marcus Freeman didn't have his hand in necessarily the Sam Hartman recruitment. That was a Tommy recruitment. And we have our frustrations there. So everything that Marcus Freeman has been allowed to do, he's made some significant improvement than the year before what we used to have. So now it just comes down to, I believe this Mike Brown situation is going to work out because Marcus Freeman got to choose it. It wasn't, it wasn't chosen for him. So that's going to be a better benefit with the offense. Jared Parker in his second year, naturally you should just be better. So, you know, I'm not going to say you're the common denominator or, or not, but I do know that in two years, offenses usually tend to jail better. But that's also with two years under the same guy. You can't replace reps. You can't replace experience college football is too far along from scouting game planning these guys are sickos they spend all day doing this stuff to roll out a guy in one year and with the expectation of we're winning it all right now and gonna have that success we don't have the organization to pull something off like that that we've seen yet to even support a talented team that could go all the way so it's important for us and Marcus Freeman especially to acknowledge the state in which his program's in, which I think he's done, but also look to make better decisions when it comes to surrounding the team with the best chance. And that, and that I think it leads him that you gotta have, in my opinion, you gotta have a, uh, a right-hand man. I think that was Steve Sarkeesian's different. He got Paul Chris in the building, a former head coach, great offensive line, to bounce ideas. We think Steve Sarkeesian's great, but to bounce ideas off another great offensive line makes it makes all the difference. So I think that was a good decision by him, um, and it proves to get them in the playoffs. And it's just one or two games better. It's just a game to beat Alabama better. So everything is in place for Marcus Freeman to be successful. You just have to nail down the things that you didn't have control over as much and and make it what you wanted, but also figure out that quarterback position and, and, and get some fluidity in there so you're able to feel more comfortable as a head coach. There's no way Marcus Freeman feels totally comfortable as the head coach at Notre Dame knowing that this is his fourth starting quarterback in three seasons. There's no way. There's no way. So until he nails that down, there's going to be some influx in some games that we should win that we don't, and I hope he gets that figured out. But Jagasaw, super excited about Jagasaw. I, I know he was a high recruit uh, and had a lot of uh, love from um, – had a lot of love from Harry Heastan. And just his recruitment story, you can tell that he's serious about what he wants to – to do in his tackle career, and hopefully Joe Rudolph can can be that that stepping stone for him to find exactly what I think he can be, and that's the next great tackle 
at Notre Dame. Big fan of Charles Jackson. Um, I think he'll add what many people think will be missing with a, a younger offensive line. But it's just one of those things, guys. I think it's something that we can be encouraged about, but also have valid questions for. And I think through these off-season trainings, Jared Parker will give us a better understanding of what he's trying to do with this new offensive look. You know, this is a whole new system. It's less guys that are familiar, especially the quarterback. But I do think that Jared Parker can shorten the the hump or the curve by being able to use Steve Angeli even to find out if that's what he if that's if he's the guy. I mean it's one thing to have a guy hanging on for so long to think, okay, whenever you call on me I'm ready. But you never call on me enough to know if I'm able to do this job on a franchise level. And answering that question will help you solve the rest of your quarterback questions. It'll let you know if you need a true transfer to come in. It's just, you know, I think this is the right way to do it. But if Marcus Freeman's in charge, I think he's got a certain command that you can feel sort of comfortable with, and we'll see what happens from there. We'll see what happens from there. I'm back, man. Yes, sir. I'm holding Yo. down. We're talking Charles Jackson, all of that. Dude, I just got an excuse to get me a brand new MacBook, bro. You know, I'm a tech dude. Yeah, yeah. First, that's right. I'm taking first, that. The it first sign of anything going wrong, I'm like, okay. I'm like, you see it. It's not me doing it. Yep. Like, yep. That's my birth. That's my Christmas gift. This is my first. <laughs> I know what I want already. <laughs> it don't even got to be major. Right. But continue what you were saying, though, ref. Uh, just explaining the how Marcus Freeman addresses what he needs to, but the, the the true success of how you can tell this is going in the right direction is Marcus Freeman being able to, to, to the things that he's been able to affect in terms of choosing the coaches, you, you, you instantly see the impact of it. Him choosing Adina McCullough, you see the impact. Him choosing Al Golden, we're a top 10 defense. Him choosing Mike Mickens, we have draftable guys and a top potential 10 guy in his own room. Safety coach played so damn good, he had to leave after a year. So you see, even, even Al Washington has some credit with Isaiah Fowski in that season being an all-time sack leader. So whatever Marcus Freeman has been able to affect on his own fruition, it has been proven to be good for Notre Dame. It's just the things that have been out of his control or, or indirectly happening around him that I think has caused a lot of dysfunction because they don't have the same intentions that Marcus Freeman has had, in, in, in my opinion, in terms of the direction in which he wants to head the program. But all the direction programs that he changes that he needed to make, he's made, and it has great impact on the team. So hopefully he can get some right-hand men around him and also develop those coaches on offense where he can build that semblance. You talked a lot about Marcus Freeman being in, um, how does he be more aware or be more offensively involved? 100% of that comes from choosing your own guy. <laughs> mm. 100%. You're not hiring a guy that's not on the same page as you. So that right there shows you that Marcus Freeman is trying to catch up to something he shouldn't have to being the head coach. 
Yeah. How does he not have a handle on what's going on offensively when he the head coach? That's just not an excuse. But I guarantee you, if he hired his offensive coordinator, uh, Andy Ludwig, a Klein or whatever, he I promise you, he would be in control of what he is seeing on the field. He told you before the season started last year, he said, look, this is may not be what I want offensively, but it's good enough to help the guys that are here develop and play good. So after he said that, I know he's not in full control like he wants to be. But also defensively, we see the benefit of what it means for a guy to stay around. A guy like Al Golden, year one to year two, is yeah. tremendously better. Just two years. I mean, it happens a two-year process, whether it's transfer, coaching, or whatever, can prove to be very beneficial for any program. We're just on a one-year recruiting basis, so we can't get as much as we could out of these transfers. Hell, Brandon Joseph may have played pretty good if he had two years. I don't know, man. You know how I feel about that dude. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Uh, you, you have more faith in him as a year two player of safety than me just because of his attitude. In a way his attitude is tough. His attitude is tough. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, his attitude was <laughs> And it, it's more than just the situation with one month. It's like, fam, no, nah, he didn't adjust well at all to the Notre Dame culture. Heck, coming from the Northwestern culture, based upon what I heard, or we all have heard, might make sense. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I want to play this for you, Left, and uh, get your thoughts. Yes, sir. And uh, here it is. What damage could you have done in college with the NIL? What? Huh. What? Talking about Rolls Royce. What? 
chinchilla. I'm showing up to the game. <laughs> I'm showing up to the game. Like Freddie Lucas, huh? What? With a cane, <laughs> head cocked to the side. Like, oh no, I'm here. And at the end of the game, if y'all want me to sign something, it's a hundred dollars out yeah, back. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, full yeah. hustle. Shit. Like what? They'll be like, nah, Asia. She, she. I'm kicking out the door. Like what? Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, yeah I would have. God knew. God knew who to give that to. Cause yeah, what? Yeah. What kind of? Hey, left. Did God know not to give the 2015 squad nil? Yeah, absolutely. It would have been. It would have been disastrous. <laughs> it would have been disastrous. Like, it would have been, been wait, it would have been disastrous left. You thought Lou Holtz was bad, man. We would have been, cause it's just, it's just, I don't know. Maybe 2015 was a, a crux year for a lot of people, but just from what we had at Notre Dame, it was rare. You know, it was just a. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we didn't have that opportunity. We were focused because we didn't have have nil to think about. We was focused on other stuff, which was bad enough, you know. Right, right. Nil just would have, and psh, we wouldn't have been the same team. Like we just wouldn't. Have, no, no. Too many guys were motivated on the same thing of, oh, we going to the league after this. Right. You throw nil in there, man. I. Psh, <laughs> it just would have man Asia not lying though Asia was them not but you know because NIL has came out yeah and 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 because of how it's looked out there and it's been for God it's <laughs> it's just a crazy difference between what they're doing now and what we would have done you know it's easy right. to say would have could have but I know we would have been a lot different than what these guys are doing now would you would you have put a price on your your signature, bro? Your autograph? Oh yeah, it would have been a photo booth after the after the game. No, you would have been lined up after the Texas game. Like, oh yeah, why? I mean, come on now, you only got eleven game, twelve games a year. Twelve photo booths. Chris Brown takes a thousand dollars to take a picture with his fans. I ain't saying it's all that, but hell, Chris Brown do it. I ain't better than no Chris Brown. But, but that's what the market is, you know? Because think about it, all the other times, we, 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 you know, we out there for 30, 40 minutes signing all type of stuff, knowing, and the stuff you're looking at, you're like, I know you're gonna resell this online. I just know it. You, you, you having me sign these blank canvases and be telling me to put my name all big so you could just screen print the signature and others, like it's a hustle for them. So that's why I would have to go hard is because they hustling twice as hard on my own name and I couldn't get nothing back then. So it's one of those things. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So the quarterback probably gets more attention than anybody. Uh, who do you think? Does anybody on this this team come across as like that <laughs> hustler? <sighs> Man, 2015, hell yeah. This year's team... I don't know. I mean, it's just recruiting a different type of guy now, you know. Mm. Now, I don't know how the team is on the team. You know, clearly I'm not there and all, but. <laughs> it's so funny because I, if, if if Rico Flores had stayed, he definitely would have been somebody like, yes, that dude, I can see that dude with an autograph booth after the game, rocking the think grill. About, think about uh... – 
Rico Flores is 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 cool, but we had Kevin Stefferson. Mm. I mean, that's just another whole monster. We had Greg Bryan, Tarian Folston, you know, E Shaq. We had some we had some different cats, man, and I think uh <laughs> it just would have been a crazy time. NIL, man. I could not wait to ask you that question, bro. Because it I people would knew. think of Notre Dame differently if we had NIL in twenty fifteen. There you go. God knew. God knew. Y'all would have messed it up for everybody, huh? That's the thing. Can you imagine? Wait, just think. If if 2014 had NIL, imagine how much that Cam McDaniel picture with his helmet off would have gone. <laughs> Cam, yeah. Oh no, Cam. Cam definitely has one of the better pictures of college football history. Man. My man would have probably become even more popular. But you got to think, too, some of the guys on the team already had NILs from their family. You know, they had family NILs. You know. <laughs> their family didn't have the NIL, you know. So I think a, a portion of the team would be different. But NIL was at Notre Dame before NIL. So, so you think you said NIL was at Notre Dame before NIL. That's wild. Yeah, you had to have NIL to get accepted into the school. <laughs> so Jamal Banks, 6'4", 205, Wake Forest, is visiting Notre Dame this weekend. What's the one thing Notre Dame needs from with Bo Collins in the fold? There's Mitchell in the fold. What would Notre Dame need from a third receiver, in your opinion? The third receiver at Notre Dame needs, at this point, needs to be a big of, as big of a threat as the number two running back at Notre Dame. Hmm. I need the third receiver to be noticeable in blocking. I need to see the third receiver noticeable in second half adjustments. And as a good team, if we're a good team, our third receiver is going to make some big plays for us in the season. If we're a good team. Hmm. Because at the end of the day, teams are going to get adjusted to what you're doing, and they're going to start taking stuff away. But they never take away the third receiver. How did Ohio State have so much success? Their third receiver was always really good, and it allowed the other two to play off of that and be who they were. Jackson Smith and Jigba was the third receiver. And had four or five, like what, 250 yards in a ball game against Utah. And ever since then, Jackson Smith and Jibba was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. So it just showed you right there the third receiver is, is so critical to a receiver room. Chris Mitchell is a, a foundational piece, but that third receiver is where it has to happen. So would you rather have a run after the catch guy or a big physical guy like a Jamal Banks? I'm done with big physical guys. We we don't throw enough to them. <laughs> Kevin Austin is an example of, yeah, it was okay. It was pretty good, but I would have rather had a, a yards after the catch guy and compliment with a Kevin Austin. So even with having 
Chris Mitchell into the field, we still would prefer to go get a guy that can run after the catch and make plays. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see that. I can see that. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Um, I think we covered everything, Left. Everything we needed to cover. And once again, Charles Jagasaw, Emil Wagner, getting the reps. It was a great practice. I heard from multiple people that practice was absolutely phenomenal today, Left. It was upbeat. That's right. DJ Carr practice. They had recruits there. The transfer guys were there watching the practice. It is, uh, yo, that's what's up. That's great to hear. Yeah, it's so good to hear CJ coming in, being a threat, being something worth talking about. You know, yeah. I, I think 2023 guys are coming in and being just too humble for me, in my opinion. And I think it's going to take a lot. And, and CJ's got a good attitude on recruiting as well to change the narrative at Notre Dame and that quarterback. Yeah. Um, other things Marcus Freeman said, we can kind of recap some of the stuff that Marcus Freeman said. And hopefully we'll have video Monday. Um, they turned the practices over to actual Oregon State prep. So they were practicing fundamentals. And today was the first day they started specifically practicing for Oregon State. Uh, said before, it is Jagastar left tackle and at right tackle Wagner and Tosh Baker. And then, uh, yo, he was just excited about the returning guys, Kaiser, Cross, Mills, and excited to coach them for another year. They have no more remaining opt-outs for the Sun Bowl, so they're ready to go. And then uh, the Jalen Sneed. Jalen Sneed is the dude, left. You did, dude. I, I'm gonna let He's you take dude. it from here. He he is the dude. He is the replacement for Maris Leah Fowl. Go ahead, love, because I know this is a great day for you. I wish I had bum, 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 sound effects <laughs> that I could play for you. Man, I tell you what, I'm glad we got him before he left, because mm. he was on that Prince Collie track real fast. All mm. it took was another. Oh, he's a good guy in practice. We just got to find ways to get him in the game or type shit. But listen, Jalen Sneed, that's all he needed was to get a chance to get in there, and I think he's going to prove us right from an impact and from an excitement play. Can Notre Dame be more exciting to watch on offense this year? Yeah. From Crock-Pot to Instapot, can we do that? From what? Crock-Pot to Instapot? We talking about cutting down three or four hours now. <laughs> can I can I watch the game in the first quarter and be excited until the fourth, or do I have to wait until Man. the fourth to be excited? See, now you talking, you you preaching a little bit, love. Because we were able, like, I'm tired of talking stuff on Twitter, and then end of the game is fifty nine nothing, and it took us forever to get there. You know. Yeah. It was funny because they put up points. They definitely put up points late in the season, but it was really interesting that they struggled the way they struggled to put up points, right? Against Pitt, they got started late. Wake Forest, they got started late. They eventually got there, but 
Yeah. It got started late. It was crazy. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Left. Any more remarks? He did avoid the Sam Hartman question about the opt-out when asked about it. And pretty much said, yo, you have to ask Sam. I don't like to speculate, dude. I just don't think that relationship towards the end of the year was as good as it was to start the year. I really don't. I really don't. We lost left. Um, also, this is a great sign. Deion Cozy, Jaden Smith, uh, Jaden Thomas and Caleb Smith. KK Smith are all coming along looking good in bold prep. Marcus Freeman is uh excited about that. They also get uh you got Kia back from his Mormon mission in January. He's gonna add some athleticism to the, the linebacker room is gonna be extremely stacked, man. Oh, good lord. It's it's crazy. And Marcus Freeman, direct quote, C.J. Carr was flinging the ball around. He's going to be a great player for this program. How do you like that? How do you like that? I got everybody calling me right now. Everybody's trying to talk about what's going on. Um, Give me a second. I got B. Driscoll hitting me. Trying to respond, but yeah, that's what Marcus Freeman. It's gonna be crazy, man. It's going to be crazy. There is excitement. You know, I gave uh I gave the analogy yesterday on the recruiting now. It's like, yo, the 2023 season was a wreck, right? But when you rush to a wreck, the first thing you want to, you know, make sure is that everybody that was involved is okay. Because that's the most important thing. Is everyone okay? And then later on down the line, you deal with the fallout from the wreck. And uh, that was the 2023 season at Notre Dame. It was a disappointment. Some might consider it a wreck with, you know, the failed experiment with Sam Hartman, the Chancey Stucky situation, and some other things that were going on. A disappointment in Jared Parker as an OC. But take a step back. That wreck is over there. Everything's fine. Program is healthy. Still moving forward. Lots of promise. You hear Jagasaw and Wagner are starting their tackles. That's the promise we've been talking about, the athleticism we've been talking about the past two seasons with both of those young men. Now we move forward, right? We start to see Angeli, possibly Minchie, Riley Leonard in the spring. Hey, everybody's okay. We'll deal with what we have to deal with this offseason. Wide receiver coach Mike Brown, good signs. And now the strength and, strength and conditioning coach is the next hire that we have to lock in on. So. We move on from that. Nothing you can do. Toll it out. Get a new wipe, get a new ride, get a new whip, and make it do what it do in the 2024 season. 
for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, man. Great show today. Uh, glad we locked you guys in. And, uh, yo, we'll see you guys on Monday, man. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, audio edibles each and every day. I think I'm about to go over to IB and do a show in a few moments. Uh, so lock in with us, man. We'll be talking about Marcus Freeman, press conference, and some other stuff. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Man, have a great day. We'll see you Monday. Most of all, enjoy your weekend and make sure that without a doubt, you're spinning it big. Thank you.